Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. Fuck it! Damn it! Well, we're back again, and it's another one we're not back together physically, unfortunately. We, we spent like an hour, 90 minutes trying to use something online to record our tracks together but uh will's mic was a problem so he's grabbing a fresh mic for next time try we're also uh it weather's all over the place right now it's spring in kansas so uh once it gets just a little bit uh a little bit more temperate a little warmer um later in the evening and we can easily be outside we are gonna rig something up where we can be you know at opposite ends of a long table like um like how batman eats dinner um if you remember the tim burton batman uh or you know it's a it's it's a trope for rich people in dining room tables that are giant but there's like three people there whatever you, you're familiar with it i don't need to explain it to you your worldly people who have a worldly understanding of tropes. Anyway, um, yeah, we're going back and forth, and uh, Will's going to kick us off with that. Uh, thanks for coming by. I didn't say double deuce, did I? Well, it's, you know, strange times. Strange times where I'm saying double deuce at the end of the be- the beginning. The Here's Will. You know the drill. Love you. Hope you're staying safe out there. Here's Will. Big beer hosts! And we're in just one more week of the three and a half minutes, three and a half minutes, three and a half minutes game. Uh, we are still attempting to figure out a way to make the conversation work. We tried a program called Zencaster, uh, and it got close, but we both need some mics. So we're going to procure another mic for next week. Hopefully we should be back with that and we should have a workable dialogue again. Cause you know, we're missing it, people. We're missing it. Love in the time of coronavirus. I mean, platonic love. I don't love Nelson the other way. I mean, I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. You know, circumstances change. The way things are now, probably not. Desert Island, you know, the two of us are alone. It's beautiful. There's just been a tropical rainstorm. Uh, you know, he's got, he's got water dripping from his luxurious long black beard. And, you know, he's got a, an undershirt on because, you know, he lost his regular shirt in the plane crash that we both survived. And he's got like a soft shell crab. And he's like, here, eat this crab. I want you to have the last crab. And I'm like, but you've got to be hungry too, Nelson. And he's like, but I need you to survive. I mean, something like that, a situation like that. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm not going to lie. Things could, things could change. But, uh, speaking of, I had my, Fifth wedding anniversary uh, this week. That was exciting. Um, Jacqueline Grunau, who um, I've known for a while, but only recently in the last five years, uh, consented to uh, eternal uh, matrimony with. We we celebrated our fifth. You know, there's nothing like a good old celebration in quarantine because what you do uh, is always uh, tinged with that hint of intense sadness and 
um, wondering, you know, what you are missing out on. But you can also make up outlandish lies. Like, this was the year we were going to take that hot balloon ride when she knows damn well that you hate heights and small confined spaces and you will never, ever go on a hot balloon ride. You will never take anybody. You will never, uh, you will never go as a passenger if you were to wake up on one with your hands tied and got up and looked around and saw your situation, you would probably succumb to your OCD and jump out because your mind just thinks catastrophically, what's the worst thing I can do here? I'm going to jump out of this balloon. Oh God, I'm going to lose control and jump out of this balloon. But none of that happened because we're in quarantine. So instead, we drank some champagne, which turned out to be a very sweet martini and Ross champagne that we only made it through about four sips of. Uh, but a very, very nice celebratory thing. And instead, I, I had some wine. She had some, some apple cider, uh, hard apple cider, and we swapped stories of times with each other that we really, really enjoyed. And that was wonderful and low key and lacking the expectation and the OCD of a balloon ride where you just want to kill yourself because it's come to this and you have no control. And oh my God, you've never had any control. You didn't ask to come into this world. You were forced screaming in and the rest of the time you've been holding on nails tight just trying to make it from one choice to the other day by day and you've made it 45 years and all of a sudden it's come to this it's come to being up in the air so high that the only choice is to rely on heated air inside a big rainbow color puffy balloon what are you, a character out of a sci-fi movie, post-apocalyptic, day of the tripod scenario? No, you're a human man, and the only thing you want to do is fling yourself to your death. Anyway, happy anniversary, Jack. Over to you, Nelson. Big beer hosts! So, I think uh, we were both going to talk about just give people, you know, just report a little the picture of what Lawrence is looking like pandemic times uh the you know empty street wise and uh downtown um because i go out i basically go out to go to the grocery store or to pick up like curbside at places maybe drive through and uh i in the last uh week i've gone downtown twice to pick something up um and uh the mad greek a week back there was still more cars on mass it was uh when was that it was yeah, it was like a Sunday afternoon, and uh, it was not busy. There was not that many cars, but they, the places they were parked were in front of restaurants and stuff, so there was more cars over there. Um, and then I went to Zen Zero on Friday afternoon, and the 800 block was looking real ghost towny. There was like two people walking down the sidewalk. There was like a handful of cars on between either side, and uh, a big part of it, though, I will say, I have noticed, I had noticed this recently, that, like, there's a bunch of empty store storefront in, right around Zen Zero right now. Like, Sharks is gone. And apparently the axe-throwing place had a fire. I didn't hear about that, but it said it was closed for fire. And then there's an empty storefront past that. So they kind of have that little area to themselves, so that probably helped. Because there was another, like, car or two picking up stuff there. That's, like, everyone I saw, except for a couple down the street on the 800 block. 
which is crazy. It's like, it's got that kind of, uh, just after a big snow vibe. Like if you've got a car that can get around after a bigger snow and you like go out to do something where there's just like a lot less people out, there's people out, but a lot less like sixth street, Iowa is still kind of busy, but not like as busy as they would be with students in town or even without, like they're just, uh, it's like half. And that's like no students in town. It still feels like half of that on the main streets. And a lot of smaller streets just feel pretty. So if you're from Lawrence and you're wondering, that's what it's kind of like out and about. Um, I'm doing the same stuff. I've not been doing very much. Been dicking around with uh, getting unemployment set up since I am not technically unemployed, but I can't go into work because virus. Because um, I have... Uh, risk factors and i live with people with risk factors my business is technically my job is technically essential but they are operating it like more skeleton crew right now um and yeah so i'm not getting paid i still have a job but i'm not getting paid because i'm not working hours and i'm hourly so unemployment i guess is what i'll do here to have some money to get by until i can go back to work which who knows when i my outside guess is like couple months like where we were looking to the end of this month but i think it's going to be another before uh we actually getting back to a little more normal i don't know we'll see though i mean it depends on a lot but that's my outside guess is two months because we are still uh climbing all over the country as far as numbers go and we're not gonna reopen everything until we stop climbing certainly um and then even then, it'll probably be later for, like, me and other people with stuff where it's more dangerous. Uh, yeah, I guess that was kind of the update and the life on the street Lawrence update. Uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to talk about that Will was talking about. Oh, yeah, he was going to talk about, like, video chatting and stuff, like, you know, that outside social contact thing. Uh, I'll try to talk about that in one of the next ones. Anyway, back to Will. Big beer hosts! And I'm back. Wow. So, been using Zoom a lot. Man, that is exciting. Uh, think about this, alright? These Zoom guys were just a normal company that was just doing some video conferencing software uh, on the internet. Probably not a big deal. Probably a relatively niche customer base. I mean, there are more people working remotely now than there ever have been, so I'm sure that there were they were busy. But boy, they were not expecting to blow the fuck up and become everybody's social network all of a sudden but hey been zooming and then i heard about some zoom bombs and i want to tell you the way i heard about zoom bombs because i think this is a particularly amusing story not amusing for the people involved but amusing for everyone else surrounding it um i had not heard the phrase zoom bomb until about uh four or five days ago and the context in which it came up was there was a uh, tweet from someone in the local PBR book club. Um, it's a Lawrence hipster thing. They get together. They read books. They drink PBR. Wonderful people like and know several of them um, saying that they had been Zoom bombed and it had been a intensely uh, traumatic experience. And I was a little bit um, 
shocked to find that it had been so dramatic for them that two days later, when we had the PBR Writers Club, which I am a part of, uh, the topic of the Zoom bomb came up. And I, of course, being an inquisitive fellow who likes to keep up on technology and saw this thing Zoom bomb and knows that it's basically when you're in a Zoom chat room and somebody takes it over uh, by finding your public link and coming in on your public link and then they'll spam it with content and I thought well you know trolling might be kind of might be kind of clever it might be kind of funny it might be kind of you know supposedly it's like could be some awful you know racist or sexist stuff you know it might be gross but I mean we've all been on the internet for a while we have all seen the, the dark side of what the internet has to offer so I didn't think it could be terrible but then I started talking to them at the PBR Writers Club about, I was like, well, what, what happened? And they would not say. They, uh, in fact, it was so bad that, that one of the members wouldn't come to the PBR Writers Club because they had not, uh, injured, they, they had hated the experience so much and it, it had freaked them out so much that they didn't, didn't show up to the other one. So, whatever happened there and i still have not found out exactly what was posted it was bad enough that you know relatively liberal sensible internet savvy people were so horrified that they won't talk about it and that to my mind says that whatever they saw was real bad and uh, I would say avoid a Zoom bomb so always make sure that you set a meeting password I guess is one thing you can do you can also make sure that you are you have a, a setting that says no one can join before the host has joined you want to do that because what happens is people get your public link and they sit in a bunch of different Zoom chat rooms that are down until somebody shows up and that's when they they spam it with their horrible 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 stuff what Whatever that is. Anyway, Zoom bombing. Over to you, Nelson. Big beer hosts. Hey, I'm back. Uh, uh, what did I say? I was gonna talk. Oh yeah, like uh, like video conferencing with people. That was something else. Will and I, Will and I chat before we do these, so we're at least slightly on the same page on some stuff. And also, it helps us think about what we're gonna talk about. Um, yeah, uh, it's weird. It's a weird way to kind of communicate with people, but it, it's, you know, it's nice still to be able to talk to people and kind of also see them. Um, I know like Zoom is running into a, they were not prepared for this kind of thing. It seems like they were for meetings for work and now like everyone's having meetings and, uh, I feel like they're, they're, they're laughing all the way to the bank, but also like now people are bombing people's like stuff they're doing, like hopping on, trolling. Which seems like a problem that, of course, they wouldn't think about when it was just business software, basically. Um, I was, I did a, it's called, called House Party. Um, it was an app. It's a site. I don't know. Um, I was uh, chatting with some people. It looks interesting. It almost looks like a cross between a Zoom and a Facebook because you have like friends there. You get notified when they're quote unquote in the house. Um, which I think is, it's almost like you have a channel with your friends, basically, that people can get on and off and, uh, hang out and talk. So it's kind of almost a nice, it's not a bad little social setting thing. I don't know if you can have, like, multiple groups of people, like, if you're trying to hang out with one group of friends to do a thing on there, or if it's just really for, hey, everyone who knows everyone on this hangs out. I don't know, man. It's, I'm new to it. I chatted with a buddy for a few hours and, or a couple buddies for a few hours last weekend. Um, but it was, uh, it was interesting. I kind of, I did kind of dig that 
set up that you just didn't have to like create a meeting and invite people and there was no time limit or anything as opposed to the to zoom because i don't know anyone rolling that that's paying for it yet um maybe maybe that'll have to happen uh what else man what else is going on i'm still i'm watching a lot of cooking tv lately um i feel like uh it's kind of a nice background thing that i can zoom in on if they're doing something interesting or it's uh like I, i think i said before I'm used to having a lot of like sports TV on in the background, like either games or sports talk or, or sports news, um, just as a background thing. Um, and so there's just so little actual sports going on that it is less interesting to leave the, the sports TV on for long periods. Cause there's also, there's not that many, a lot of like the better sports talk shows I feel like are just doing shit online at the moment uh smaller bits online like uh i do love some highly questionable van lebertard show on espn and they're doing some nice highly quarantined videos for espn they're putting out just people you know in their living rooms chatting usually about one or two topics instead of a long thing i do miss the the you know the third section on a highly questionable with the wacky videos i miss my wacky videos in the afternoon uh portion of my day but so, uh, but I, what I can't do is just leave sport, the sports on and it, I'm less interested in a, a game that's old. Like I, I watched a couple things. I watched that, uh, Texas USC, uh, national championship football, national championship from, uh, a while back. I can't remember what year that was. Um, and that was kind of interesting to watch again because it had been a long time and that was a really good game. But, uh, there were, there's definitely playing some old games that I'm, I have a hard time just like DVRing a game that's going on and then watching it when I get home. Like, cause generally if it's a game I care about, it's hard for me to dodge the score from like the shit on my phone. Um, and if I know what's going to happen in a game, it really takes a lot of the magic out. Cause I'm not, I'm not someone who wants to really look deep and, uh, track the finer points as much. That stuff interests me while I'm watching a game, but I don't. I'm not an analyst for a sports network. It might being able to break down an offense is not necessary. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's what watching games, you know, the outcome of is for personally, unless it's just a super good game. And, uh, at the same time, I'm like, I'll watch other stuff, man. I'll watch these. I'll watch cooking competitions. I'll watch Guy Fieri going to diners. I'll watch, uh, you know, that kind of thing. There's people making cakes now on the TV. They're making cakes in America, people. They were anyway. This stuff was not. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to Will. Back to Will. Big beer hosts. So I went downtown this morning to take a little walk, and I was just kind of curious to see what was going on down there and see how many people were down there. And I was amazed and disturbed at how intensely quiet it is downtown. This was about 1130 on a Sunday. You know, normally there would be certain parts of Massachusetts Street that would be pretty dead still, sure. But, you know, Free State's starting to wind up for the day and obviously 715 and Lady Bird, the the brunch strip there on 8th Street would have been hopping with people. There would have been some good foot traffic on 9th and 10th Street. The whole place would have been 
would have been rocking. And it was sad to see so many closed businesses and so many uh, signs on doors, um, both foreclosed and for open um just letting people know please you know kind of pay attention here's here's what's going on uh i ran into a very amused and amusing delivery driver who saw me taking pictures and a little bit of video of everything downtown and he's like hey you want to give me in a shot and i'm like okay sure sure man that's that's fine he's like i, I gotta tell you i'm the, i used to be the busiest driver of a food delivery driver in town and zen zero used to be the busiest food delivery place in town and now i just sit out here waiting for people to call and it was it was kind of kind of funny because he kind of had an adamant thing going on uh uh, and he's vaping because that's what you do when you're in your 20s and driving uh, delivery for Zen Zero. And now that, that that sounded like a slam, and it's not a slam. He was a very nice guy, and also driving around for Zen Zero is a is a venerable profession. Uh, been around for thousands of years. Um, I think uh, Eustace Montessori, Jeremiah. Uh, Eldridge was the first Zen Zero delivery driver. He was the third son of, uh, of Constance Eldridge, the original, uh, builder who built the Eldridge Hotel brick by brick. His first son took over the hotel. His, uh, second son, uh, went up and started building a hotel in Orient. That one fell down. And his third son, uh, was gonna go into the monastery, but instead became a delivery driver for Zen Zero. That's a, a little known fact about, uh, about Zen Zero, uh, and also about the, the history of Lawrence. Um, in fact, a lot of people don't know that whole block's got some pretty fascinating history. Bob Ladybird, who started Ladybird Cafe, uh, shortly after Quantrill's raid, and I said shortly, it was like three hours after Quantrill's raid. He's like, oh, here's an empty building. He'd been hidden in a rug dressed as a lady, uh, bird. He, he, he was actually a bird fetishist before Quantrill's raid, and then he sort of added the lady dress to survive Quantrill's raid, and then he, then he took over Ladybird. Well, he named the Ladybird Cafe. Um, he was the first Ladybird, and actually, there have been seventeen other uh, Ladybirds between him and Meg. That's another another story for another time. Uh, but the point is, downtown is really, really dead right now, and um, John Granada was nowhere to be seen at all. Uh, Phil Weaver uh, gone. Um, uh, Jane Mad Greek uh, was there gibbering um, uh, something about a buffet that no one was going to because it was a curbside buffet. It's really innovative. They just throw food at your car until you leave. Um, things are happening. I mean, there there's adjustments being made. Support downtown, I guess is what I'm saying. Support local businesses and know that there are generations upon generations like uh, Jeremy Alchemy. Um, founded the first Alchemy Coffee, um, right, right next to, uh, Zanzi, uh, who was the original Z's, Z's owner. They, they started a business, a pair of businesses together, both coffee shops right next to each other, um, because they were friends. And, you know, they said, what's, what could possibly go wrong with two coffee shops right next to each other? Uh, and no one complained until, uh, Charles Bourgeois Pig came in in the mid-19th century. Anyway, a little history, a uh, little lesson, uh, all real quiet right now, but it'll be back, I'm sure. 
uh, after the pandemic. I, I'm going to go now. Uh, Nelson, maybe over to you, maybe out. Big beer hosts! Hey guys, uh, Nelson bringing it home now. Bringing it on home. Um, what to talk about? Uh, you know, stuff I've been watching. Stuff Nelson's been watching. Corner. Um, uh, the fucking series finale of Magicians happened last week. That was a really good series finale, I thought. That was a really good show. If you haven't watched Magicians, it was a sci-fi show. You should really check it out. Um, I know there's a lot of, there's different kinds of sci-fi shows. You know, there's kind of the, the, the more, uh, laid back, um, kind of goofy ones. And then there's the more, the New Year Battlestar Galacticas and things. I feel like Magicians was a real nice balance between the, those two aesthetics. Uh, there'd be some goofy fun shit in there, but there'd be a lot of, uh, real intense shit going on too, emotionally with characters. Um, in a way, those are good books too. If you haven't read them, uh, there's three of them. It's a little trilogy. Uh, Lev Grossman, uh, wrote them. Um, they're real good. They're kind of, uh, if, uh, if Richard Yates had written Harry Potter and Narnia and like slammed them together, um, with, with like, you know, the same kind of Richard Yates, uh, disaffected, uh, suburban people who are just, kind of crippled by ennui uh, and getting into misadventures or whatever like that kind of thing uh it's real good magicians go binge it i'm sure you can find find it somewhere um and yeah it just wrapped up it's well worth your time it's a really good show um also the fucking uh, future man i just watched they just dropped um with like no fanfare i don't know if it was just hey let's get it out because people are dropping some stuff early or if they were kind of like, hey, we should put this out. I feel like I about it like two days before it dropped. Um, but I like that show. I don't, I, I liked how they wrapped it up. I thought it was a fun little season. I felt like it was a little more, <coughs> um, I, I don't think any season two or season three was as much fun as that first season of Future Man. I feel like that one was real magical in a way. Just like the, they were just like threes companying Terminator shit with, with like fucking with timelines and fighting robots from the future, but just goofy, like oddball madcapery about it. Um, and I feel like, uh, the second one was kind of more focused in the dystopian future. I feel like it lost a little bit of that, uh, that vibe that the first one had that was something I really loved about the first one. But the se second season's still real good. I dug it, but I feel like I like the first better. And the third is kind of a mix of the two. I don't know. I don't feel like it quite locked in on some of what I loved about the, the feel of the first one. But I thought they're going, they're trapped, they're kind of on the run in time. And so they're jumping from time to time and until like they accidentally change history and the time cops come after them. So they're doing that and then trying to save, uh, trying to save the universe from like time collapsing by the end of it. Um, I liked it. I liked the way they wrapped it up. I thought the very fucking end was, uh, I, I dug a lot, like the, the credit stuff they did. Um, anyway, that's a fun show. Uh, Future Man, it's on Hulu. There's three seasons. It's probably like 30 episodes or something, like half hour episodes. It's fun. Um, so you should watch that too, especially if you've got the Hulu going. Oh, oh, there's a fucking, uh, there's a show that's coming out. I want to say this month, tomorrow, today, probably, this is going to drop on Monday. I've got 10 minutes. I'm not finishing in 10 minutes. Um, uh, today, I'm pretty sure today on Netflix, a buddy of mine who, uh, is a writer, uh, 
TV show writer. Um, he's done some real good stuff, but he, uh, is the, like the, the, uh, head writer, the writer, uh, creator, whatever, showrunner. I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm, from what I have heard from him and from what I've seen from him. Uh, it's a show called The Big Show Show with the rest of the big show kind of family comedy. I think he's going for kind of an old school family TGIF kind of, uh, family friendly vibe, but goofy. He's going to put some goofy shit in it. I'm sure seeing his other, his other stuff, which I, uh, you should check out. He was, he was a writer on Happy Endings. If you haven't seen Happy Endings, it's a real funny show. Watch that. Uh, he did a, sh- a show called Champagne Ill, uh, on, uh, YouTube. There's a season of it. It's really fucking good. Um, and yeah, it's the big show show. Uh, check it out. Watch it for him. Uh, support my friend. And, uh, I think it, if it's the kind of vibe that he was saying, like, I think it could be something your kids could like, uh, even if it's, even if you're like, it's not my cup of tea, but kids would like it. Uh, it's for the kids. Let them see it. You know, whatever. Watch his show. Put it on while you're doing other stuff, at least. Give him, give him some numbers, at least. But I think, I'm sure it's going to be a, a fun show. So you should also watch it. But, you know, do what you got to do. Support my friend, Jason Berger. He's a good guy. Should fucking talk to him sometime if we can ever figure out how to do this shit, uh, well online, um, with our, with our equipment. Um, we should talk to him. Uh, he's a fun guy. I worked theater with him for several years. Um, yeah, uh, that's the end, right? Yeah, we're wrapping it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over. We're in the outro now. So I'm just going to wrap it up and, uh, say hopefully next week we, uh, jump to a different format. Uh, if hopefully we could do it together, but at a safe distance or at the very least we could figure out some way to be talking to each other for part of it. Part of this thing anyway. I think, uh, I miss, I missed the, the rep, the report and all that. This, uh, just talking to myself on my couch, talking, talking to somebody, but an invisible possible somebody who will be listening to this. It's a weird thing to do. I'm still not quite used to it. And that's why I'm rambling on and on here at the end instead of just ending it. So I'm in an uncomfortable place. And, uh, you know, I think we're all in an uncomfortable place. Hopefully listening to this helps or at least is like, lets you feel like, Hey, he's uncomfortable too. It's cool that I feel uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable world we're living in. So, like, at least I can, you know, you can be somewhat reassured, if not entertained, but hopefully entertained, you know, but feeling some emotion. I feel like some emotion that isn't hate, but even that, I guess, it, you know, it's something to feel. So, I hope you're feeling emotions, people. Double deuce. Uh, stay safe out there. We love you. Double deuce. We're an essential business. Huh. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep. And the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us a, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. <laughs>